Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cody. I'm one of the co-hosts on this podcast, and I am here today. And you know, every time you hear my voice before you hear the intro, it means that I fuck something up or somebody else fuck something up. And today, little drum roll, it was me. I fucked it up. Pretty much, I'll give you the rundown. The application that we use for recording, it has a lifespan of one week. We are now back on a schedule where we record a full week ahead. Well, I screwed up. I thought it was eight days. It was actually seven days. So bear with us, but this episode is going to be a little bit rough due to the fact that we are using Luke's recording for some reason. There is an echo, but it just sounds more like he's in like an empty room, which is where he records, so it kind of makes sense. But please just understand that we are sorry. This is not our typical recording, so please enjoy, and I'm very sorry. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 125. Today we have Trail Trash, well, John and Casey from Trail Trash, Cody, Richie, myself, Luke, and no Graham, because uh, apparently he can't tell what day it is. (laughs) Supposedly he'll be joining us later, but we shall see if that's the case. So, uh... What have you guys been up to? I've been following the Instagram and, you know, sending Snapchats, so I've got an idea, but any upgrades happening? Yeah. Um, it was kind of a slow winter, honestly. We didn't wheel a whole lot. Um, and every trip, I think, starting about Thanksgiving last year, every single trip I took my Jeep on, I broke it. Sounds about right. No, I'm sorry. Not at Thanksgiving. It was a Jeep Fest for us. So the end of of August started this uh, journey of breaking my Jeep every single trip out. Well, what level of breakage are we talking about, though? Well, it was the transfer case at Jeep Fest on just a ridiculous deep muddy hill like there were no rocks there was nothing not even right just a just a bank really broke the front output um I just you know rev limiter clicked it from first to second gear and she let go so <laughs> not a huge deal still a 231 i knew that was kind of going to be my weak link uh, especially when i went from the 50 to the 60 so i got a front output put in it the next trip out, I think, was Choco, and my mass airflow sensor died. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Luckily, that's an easy one, but kind of a pain in the ass to figure out what it is if you don't know. Yeah. It had happened once before, so I knew exactly what it was. And you could start it, like hit the key to start it. It would start just a second and then shut off. Hmm. Um, so I had to borrow a mass airflow from somebody else to get it on the trailer. To take it home <laughs> so not a huge not a difficult fix but you know still left undroppable um then we went to aop for thanksgiving weekend yeah but you forgot about those shoulders i didn't break anything there i know but that's that was that was the only time that you took out that you didn't that's break true, but we barely rode i was just about to say did you hang out for most of it talking to what Caused the wipe kept breaking. I didn't have a chance to break. 
about <laughs> it's nice when here? it's someone else doing it, you know, makes it a little easier. Yeah, he broke a knuckle the first night, and I thought he no, had big boy stuff in there already. He broke the lockout the first night, and the second day he broke a knuckle. So we we didn't ride hardly at all. We did like three trains. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, you had a flat tire. I did have a flat tire. I got let's see. I left Jasper at seven. It's a five hour ride for us. I got over there about one o'clock, and we went straight to working on Jonathan's tire, getting it pumped back up. And no, the same tire I had a inner tube in because the guy who vulcanized it was like, put an inner tube in it. So I did. Somehow I cut the inner tube. The tire went flat. We broke it down, pulled the inner tube. Did it spin? I'm guessing it tore the the fucking apple. It didn't look like fun. I think I just maybe hit hit a rock hard enough that like I pinched it. Weird. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know, and I didn't inspect it. I just threw it away. Huh? But it's been yeah. fine. The whole there with no, no, whatever. Yeah, it's not like none, has it? So, I'm so yeah. Are you just are you just gonna plan to keep no inner tube in it at this point and see what yeah. happens? That's the plan. I mean, the where they vulcanized it's the toughest spot on the tire. Yeah, he did a good job. Solid. Uh, so I broke. Broke my high steer the that Saturday and then blow the radiator hose off and I ended up with yeah. Brad the rest of the time. Is it which trip was it that you absolutely destroyed the bed? Was it around the same oh, time? No, that was the what was it the, the next weekend? The weekend after the meeting beat, yeah. I think. Yeah. Or no, it was the weekend after Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, it it did make me feel better about assisting with the you know the few dents and scratches on that one side that you just ended up destroying it. It made me feel KO'd that corner. Oh yeah, you were seeing now. It's <laughs> the whole thing is. Let's see. I, what also kicked it off was Brad got stuck at Choco, and I pulled up so he could back over my tire, and he ran completely over my front end, tore the front end off of it. Oh <laughs> shit! So uh, yeah, we had a good time, and <laughs> after that, it's like it went downhill like super bad. I've, I've rocker panels. Uh, the back of the cab, the top of the cab. I mean, I have. So it's now officially able to be driven. You're not. You're no longer babying it, right? I don't think I ever started babying it. No, but I remember back in last year's meeting, beat. You're like, you know, I'm trying to keep it nice. You know, trying yeah, to have all. First time we took it out. I mean, that was that was the first time, and I was trying to. But after I backed in that rocket AOP, it kind of went way downhill. <laughs> That's great. Um, now, okay, so Dwight kept breaking, so you didn't have a chance to break. At the next trip, what happened? Thanksgiving weekend, the second trail we hit at AOP, I broke the front output again. Oh, yeah, uh, first thing. It was what? You went 45 minutes off the trail. This time, it was a little bit more, like, I can understand it. I was in second gear on the rev limiter, and I kind of clipped the bank. And the both my tires jumped off the ground, and when it landed, it just stopped pulling. Yeah, that'll do it. Now, did, did you put like a cryo output on it or anything? Like, have you done any upgrading wise for it, or is there not really an option? Really, I can't. I couldn't find anything for it, and I have thrown every part of that two thirty one you could buy. The Tom Woods Super Duty Slip Yuck Eliminator that's been in there since uh, the Jeep was on thirty seven. Since you busted it at fifty three thirteen. Yeah. 
You never uh, really broke that, did you? The Tom Wood Slip Yoke Eliminator? Yeah. No, that piece is solid. I think you you could destroy every part of that transfer case, and that piece would still be okay. <laughs> so the reason I'm asking is I've got the Advanced Adapters one in there, and it outlived the Planetaries. Yeah, no doubt. It's a 32 spline also? Yeah, it's their uh it's the heavy duty thirty-two spline. Uh it's their quote unquote long one. Okay. It's just the standard length, basically, shaft. Um but yeah, it works. Why okay, so doesn't Brad Brad has a V eight, right? In his? I'm not Okay. It didn't he have a two forty two or what what's the uh Rubicon? Uh like T O R. Thank yeah. you. So, but didn't he have one of those and it lasted him a pretty decent bit? It's it, he never broke it. He took it out, replaced it with a four speed Atlas. And, and actually, still, he was thinking about buying it. Yeah. And it was That's, perfect. Fun. Why haven't you considered doing this? Like, I mean, I get it. You know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like, goddamn, brother, it sounds like it's fucking broke. <laughs> oh, it's broke <laughs> multiple times. I, I'm really good at taking apart 231s and replacing front outputs, though. <laughs> so that was the plan actually so brad bought the four speed atlas or ordered it um and i made arrangements to buy his 241 because i had driven his jeep um we've seen the, how he drives it yeah and it's, with those usds it's been fine mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, oh sorry the gearing the four to one is not what i really wanted mm -hmm. i was a little too aggressive for my jeep but, you know, given the options, it seemed like the logical thing to do. So watching Brad drive and watching Sam drive, I was like, you know what, fuck it. So I bought Sam's 241. Okay, cool. So that's what's going in my shitbox. But why haven't you considered, like, I mean, I'm sure you have. And if you have, correct me if I'm wrong. But why do you keep trying to uh, drag this two thirty one along with you? Like what? It, like what is the benefit of keeping it in, in your standpoint? Well, so before I broke it at AOP, at AOP I had made the arrangements to buy his two forty one. Mm -hmm. so that was going to be the direction I went, and I was just going to make the two thirty one live until he had the Atlas, which meant I could get the two forty one. Um. And I kind of started talking with him back and forth because when I did my LS swap, I swapped the input in my 231 to be a 32 spline, which is what the Turbo 400 stock output is. And I did that because I knew one day I was going to change transfer cases and I wanted to be able to just bolt something straight to the back of the Turbo 400. He did the opposite of that. He changed the output in the Turbo 400 to be a 26 or 27 spline to work with his 241 and nobody makes a 32 spline input for the 241 OR. Mm -hmm. Nope. So at that point, I was going to have to have, pull the transmission out, take it back to a transmission builder and have the output changed to a 27 spline if I wanted to run his mm -hmm. 241. Uh, okay. I'm just, I'm just thinking, but if it's, if it at that point would be quote unquote stronger, wouldn't that be the quote, best money spent? Well, at that point, we'd be pulling the transmission out. Right. So now I'm talking about, you know, pulling the trans, 
the money spent on his transfer case, buying an output, and paying a transmission guy to tear my transmission apart and put another output in it. Good yeah. point. That's a good point. And and I'd be going from a 32 spline to a 27 spline. So kind of backing mm-hmm. up and um so I wasn't sure what I was gonna do. I did go ahead and fix the 231 for the fourth time and put it back in the Jeep. And the only one time that it got wheeled and didn't get broken, I didn't drive it at all. My girlfriend drove it the whole day and it was fine. So it's driver error. I'm now I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's that size 12 really putting it put it into the gas pedal. <laughs> Okay. Was day nineteen. Yeah. Uh so one day right after the first of the year, um, Scott Grubb sent me and a couple other buddies in a group chat an atlas that was for sale in Tennessee. That was exactly what I would buy if I were gonna order a new one. Thirty two spline input, three eight to one, driver drop, came with the shifters. Um, uh, it was a really good deal. And I didn't need to spend the money, but I went to Tennessee and bought it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Yes, it was. Was. In fact, well, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it happened, but the prospect of getting that was exciting. In fact, that last wheeling trip with the 231, I had already made the arrangements to buy that Atlas. And that's why I didn't want to drive my Jeep because I was like, I can sell this thing if it's not broken and I'm not fixing it again. <laughs> yeah, but you waited until you actually bought it before you told us. Yeah. Just when you put it in the snap. So, yeah. 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 yeah we so didn't I, even know. I sent the guy a deposit and a uh, super cool guy, great to deal with. Sent him a deposit. He held it for like two weeks and then I went and picked it up. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Something that you don't find these days. Yeah. And so that was kind of my winter project. I drug that out a little longer than I should have, but I wasn't in a huge hurry to do it. Um, and with the 231 out, sitting in the floor next to that Atlas, I was like, this isn't going to be that bad. Like, they're, they're close enough in size. And then <laughs> How was, wrong were you? I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing on the driver's side was just super, super close. Did you have to chop up the floor or anything to really get it to fit? Or what was the, uh, what ended up being the answer for you? So I did not have to chop the floor, luckily. I was able to, to get it um, a little bit more flat than the 231 was. Um, my whole drivetrain, I had never really noticed, but everything sat in there kind of crooked. Like the tail shaft of the transmission didn't really point at the rear end. It was kind of kicked towards the driver's side. Mm-hmm. So when I realized that and it pulled everything back to center, it got me a little bit of space. It got me just enough space on the driver's side to clock that thing up to where it's like, you can't even stick your hand between the atlas and the floorboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, this is this is sounding extremely familiar right now. <laughs> um that's what's currently going on with my trash can. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was curious how the uh, the 241 would fit in there compared to the 231. It's bigger. Like, a lot bigger. Oh, uh, boy. But, like, I'm, I'm not spoiling too much. Um, so part of the other thing that we're doing is we're dropping the cross member a little bit, and we're converting from the... You know how the factory transmission mount has that bent, like, uh, sheet metal mount in there? That goes to yep. the transmission. So we're cutting the middleman out, getting rid of the factory mount entirely, and building a bracket that's going to sit a uh, rubber bushing sideways in there and attach to the front of my cross member. Okay. So that'll allow us to drop it down a little bit, which should help with some of the floor clearance and whatnot, because it's just not great. Not terrible either, but like the factory cross member that's in there has like two pieces of angle iron welded onto it to keep it from cracking because it cracked the center mount on the cross member and like it's it's just tired and done and needs to go away. Mm -hmm. um, so it's also going to get me clearance for the yoke because the transfer case yoke on the 241 sits a little further away than the 231's yoke did. So okay. wider. Um, hmm. So you ended up with a three eight atlas. It's a three eight, yeah. Okay. Is it one of the late or later model ones with the thirty two spline outputs? Yes. Sweet. Uh, the guy that we talked to last week had a twenty six spline OG one, and he managed to snap the front output out of an atlas, which I found kind of funny. That's one. Yeah, that was what I said. What happened with uh? So you got that in? Did you? Yeah, you guys had to have been riding since then, right? Um, once. So, like I said, that process kind of drug out. Uh, I had to modify the cross member a good bit. The transmission mount had to go forward. Added. Um, like the rear mount that people do on the, the atlases. Yeah. I went ahead and did that while I was at it. So I had to extend the cross member in the back. And I had to, like, I was really back and forth on what I wanted to do. A lot of people said the rear mount needs to be separate from the transmission mount. In my mind, if, if it moves, you kind of want it to all move together. That was my thinking. Like it's all mounted in your thing, from the engine mounts, the trains mount, to the the like tail shaft mount. So it's going to have the same amount of uh, movement across the board. So my fear was if I built like a tubular rear mount, it would be more rigid than the flat plate that I used for the cross member. So then I would have this like. The transmission mount could deflect more than the tail shaft and the engine, and then I'd be putting a ton of stress right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that yeah. seems like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Richie. I was just saying that's a pretty fair concern. And you've got a TH350 in there, right? The 400. 400. Aren't those known for cracking the bell housings? A lot of people, especially in buggies and stuff, where they're just slamming the bellies. Yeah, that's a decent concern then. Yeah. 
so, but some, oh, sorry. I got that sorted out, and then the, the rear drive shaft was too short, so that got sent back to Tom Woods to get a length change. Um, which they are awesome about that. Like you can call them up and be like, "Hey, I got this drive shaft from you. I need the length to go from whatever it is." You give them the new length, you box it up, ship it out there. Couple of days later, you're getting your drop shaft back. Yeah. Wow. Adams can go and fuck themselves. I said it. Ooh, oh, boy. Well, there goes that sponsorship. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think we're all that concerned about Luke ruining that sponsorship. I think Graham took care of that. Yeah. It, was that the one that Graham was uh, bad mouthing a while back? Yeah, it was. Who did they bad mouth? Your mom. Adams. Oh, Graham. Adam's mom. I don't know. I don't Adam's fully blame mom. Adams for all of my issues, but I also haven't had the greatest experience. My, I'm a little biased because of the problems I've had and the issues I've had with them. I think their product's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I at this point, if I had to buy a brand new drive shaft, it just wouldn't be from them. But not to say they don't make. Decent so stuff when you and they, compare them to their competitor, they just don't hold the par. Honestly, it, it's probably all the same shit. It's just a matter of customer service. And I think their customer service is pretty good. Just uh, I've had issues with them getting me the right stuff, which is annoying when it happens over and over again, uh, multiple times. So that's where I'm at. I called them about that drive shaft I got from you, Graham. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I want to get this thing retubed. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, It's going to be the cost of the tube, which I was like, whatever. And then they were like, it could be like three weeks. And I was like... Well, I mean, that's just business stuff. Can't blame them necessarily for the time. Find a local drive shop. Drive shop shop. There you go. I got it done at uh, Athens Driveline. But either way, it's like one of those things, though, where he sent the shaft out and it was a couple of days to get it back, right? And it was from the day it left to the day I got it back was probably about a week total. Shit, that ain't bad. Quality is definitely worth the wait. And they're going to check everything. They'll let you know if you got worn out your joints or anything because the first time I sent it back uh, was before I put the anti-wrap bar on, so I had some axle wrap. And it had actually worn the rear uh, U joint, and they went ahead and replaced that while they had it. Hell yeah, that's cool. That is sick. Um, and so Adams just—they were slow about it. They weren't all that interested in retubing it. Uh, and then I got a long lecture about how I needed to go and run a thirteen fifty because you know. I was running too large of a tire and this and that. And I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to get my rig back together to go wheeling. I know that I need to upgrade that shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. Did I miss it when you said, what did you do to mitigate the movement in between the two? You just added, you instead of going with the flat, like, flat plate, you ended up using a tube? No, so I did. Oh, sorry. I didn't. I just extended the existing cross member back. Which mm-hmm. did two things. It gave me somewhere to put the tail shaft mount and also completely covered the transfer case stack as a kid. Cool. Oh, yeah. Well, that's exciting. What's that? Does that hang down far or did it end up still staying somewhat flush? It's pretty flat. I didn't change how much it dropped. So it's still the same uh, cross member that I've had 
the entire time, which is about the same as a stock Cherokee as far as how far it hangs down under the rights or body, whatever. That's not fair. I'm talking about the. Sorry, I'm here late. We're talking about the Atlas, correct? The install for that? Yes. Okay. Yep. And have you, have you had, uh, how many trips have you had on it? What is it? Is it like leagues better or sorry if you've already talked about this? No, we, we were just getting to that point, actually. Okay. Uh, so a huge difference from the 272 to a 381. The mm-hmm. gearing is crazy. Um, and the thing was plenty strong before. There were a handful of times where I was really trying to crawl something that I wish I had more gear. Um, and it certainly has that now. I don't think I'll have any complaints with it. Um, but we did. I, so I took it out once just to kind of do a shakedown at a local park here uh, that you've, if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen some of the pictures and videos. And the first real trail that we hit was kind of just a muddy climb that had some holes in it. And I was hitting this thing pretty hard. Like, I was confident my transfer case wasn't going to explode like the last three trips. <laughs> and, uh, so, I mean, there, there were points where I was in third gear near the rev limiter. And I backed up a little bit, pulled it a while, neutral dropped it. And it went forward about a foot and hit kind of a pocket. And when it did, both front tires stopped pulling. Mm-hmm. So we got out, looked at it, and I broke both lockouts and a driver's side axle cap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you've got the slugs in it now. Okay, that's why I saw that picture today. That is why it has slugs in it. <laughs> Which was my plan all along. I said, if I break a stock lockout, I'll put slugs in it. Mm-hmm. But until then, I was going to run them. You just had the stock ones, or were you running the warrants? They were the stock or super duty. Oh, no shit. Okay. Those held up that long? Yeah. Well, huh. a year. Yeah. They, yeah they're it's not insignificant for a factory hub. They're stronger <laughs> than the 231 output. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a little sad. Aren't they plastic? It's all like plastic in there. Yeah, there's lots of plastic. That's. Um, so it's back together with. I put a stock replacement shaft in the driver's side. That's the one I broke. And I put the lockout or the slugs in it, but I also ordered 1550 chrome molly shafts from Yukon. Chrome molly shafts. You went 1550 chrome molly, not the factory spicer. No. How much did that cost? Thousand bucks. Shaft of 1300 bucks. Really? Who? I mean, they they shouldn't break Chromoly and fifteen fifty. Damn. <laughs> still a U joint. I guess your U joint's still the weak point, but not yeah, much uh, a weak point. I've reached out to American Iron because they do a built U joint, so I want to see. Oh my god! Maybe I'll just go ahead and throw some of those in there. Mm. Oh, well, do you have a sort of warranty? Those fifteen fifty Chromolys have to have some sort of warranty. They do. They do. Yeah. All right. Is but it like you- a moving the fuse right back to being your transfer case at that point or is it then the no the atlas blows up from that you got bigger problems um you move the fuse to the canyon nice i mean so hopefully you'll get it good it blows up cryo it 
blows up after that, cry. I don't know. Uh, if it blows up after that, you have to go to the F five fifty thirty seven spline pinion that we were talking about earlier. Oh, oh if it blows up after that, then you might as well just build a damn buggy. Um, All right. I guess at that point you just start lightening the rig. Is where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> front. That's what I just heard. I think that if you're gonna start breaking fifteen fifties, though. I would be less concerned about the blowing up of the 1550s and more concerned about the removal of what's holding the axle to the Jeep. Because <laughs> that doesn't have many 1550s in it. <laughs> um, I saw... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I saw my buddy Brett break a, a 1550 stub shaft, a chromoly stub shaft, in his uh, LJ with... 40 inch uh, Nitto stickies and a, and a 5.3. Mm. Well, the stub shaft on those on the 05 Plus is pretty small. So, how did it break? Was it like just a shear on the stub? I'm pretty, or I'm pretty sure it broke right where the um, where the clip goes on it to hold it in. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's the weakest point. Also, I have a theory, and I, I'm probably off base with this, but I almost wonder if they need to soften the area on the, uh, like the splined area, and leave the area by the actual caps harder to give it a little bit more wiggle because it's such a short piece of chromoly that you don't get as much of a benefit of the chromoly being able to twist. So I think it's just looking for a weak point to break at. Now, keep in mind, that's not me saying that it's weak at all. That's just me and my pool and dive maker brain going autism. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know. I get what you're saying. Uh, so you want some twist there? Yeah, you want some twist there. So like, Isn't, the, isn't chromoly more malleable like that, where it's yes, not so rigid? It is. But when you shorten the length up, it's still got the t uh, tendency to want to twist. But you're putting more rotational um, force into it because it's a shorter shaft. So you, it's still got the same tendency to want to twist, right? Like, uh, but if the shaft was say ten inches long and the same thickness, it would have more percentile, if you will, to give. Bef and then when you shorten the shaft, you remove some of that. Yeah. You're saying the same amount of twist, but different lengths? Yes. Okay. Well, anytime you've got a... That's why stub shafts usually blow and not long shafts. Or the short shaft will usually twist because there's just less it can move before it breaks because it's so much shorter. Um, that being said, uh, this entire conversation in the back of my mind, isn't there a shaft that you actually don't want to use chromoly on? I don't know if this is the Toyota. Yeah, I might be thinking of the Toyota shafts that are already chromoly, so putting a chromoly in makes no sense. But I thought there was one set of shafts for some axle that are actually better when you don't put chromos in them. A lot of people. Go ahead. Fourteen bolt. Yes. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people put chromos in a fourteen bolt. Yeah. Because. No. Usually when you break one of those, it explodes in the carrier and it destroys that. Oh. Break a, break a, a stock shaft, it usually breaks somewhere outside of the splines. Yeah, they normally break at 
Yeah. So those people running fourteen bolts with stock shafts are shafts are uh, are putting a fuse in their system. Uh, the new new hip thing is no fuses. That's what I keep reading on the cool people internet pages. So uh, anybody running factory chromo or factory fourteen bolt shafts in your fourteen bolt, you're running a fuse, whether you know it or not. <laughs> you know, and, and knock on wood. I mean, I might eat these words later, but like out of all the problems that we've had and the things that we've replaced. We've not had to touch our 10.5. That's true. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't touched mine. Mine's been the same way, but I don't have as much power. This is I, got, I got gearing, though. I can blow up. <laughs> I can just explode drive shafts. Adam's drive shafts fear me. I don't know why. <laughs> the yokes. The yoke specifically. Andrew, the drive shaft and yoke. Uh. <laughs> uh. So, how big of a change was it stepping from the two seven two to the three eight? Was it noticeable? Oh, absolutely. Even uh, with the like, auto, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty rowdy before. Like I'm not gonna lie, that I, I've told several people this. Like I built that thing with way, way more power than it needs. <laughs> uh, you should. Yeah, right. Before. You could just stab it in four-wheel drive low and just, you know, rip it to the gears. And when I tried doing that, when we took it out the other day, it got so violent so fast, like, I couldn't steer fast enough to even try to keep it in the trail. <laughs> so, I guess full hydro's next. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> now, I guess your full, full hydro would steer... Are you saying it wouldn't stay in the trail because the hydro assist is too slow? I could, yeah, I couldn't steer fast enough to keep the thing. Went, like, it was in all four tires and wanting to go wherever the hell it wanted to. That one little trait, yeah, like pushing a rope. Giving me some hope. If you watch the video that has the end cab clip on the same hill where I broke it. Um, so I'm on, like, hit the rev limiter first, just foot to the floor, click it in second, and it never leaves the rev limiter. <laughs> you don't hear the RPMs dip or anything. It's just, just straight rev limiter. And it definitely w- didn't do that with the 272. Like it would, it would run the RPMs back up to the rev limiter when you click second, but it didn't just instantly get there. Yeah. And how much horsepower do you have in that thing again? I forget. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't downloaded more than one. At least seven. <laughs> seven more than yeah, I'd say at least seven horsepower for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. And do you think that's because of the gearing? I'm guessing. In the transfer case. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, I think seven so. seven horsepower. So you, uh, I don't what was, that yeah. thought was kind of out of place, Cody. I'm trying to maybe I'm just out of it here, but <laughs> my thought was out of place. I just didn't. I don't know where it fit in. Help me out here. I I'm not. I don't know. You lost. <laughs> you me said now. seven horsepower, and then <laughs> said that made a difference. <laughs> well, I was joking. Okay, like so. Like an ongoing joke right now. It's like about seven. You know, when somebody says that. So. Yeah. It didn't sound like a joke. 
you know it's yeah. fine okay whatever fine i'll just go shut up and sit in the corner like a good boy i get it Jeez. so your 5.3 only makes 187 horsepower that's exactly. pretty, pretty upsetting 0. 0.7 187.7 <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anywho so- i just went back and rewatched that video that thing's fucking violent now so that's sweet is it more crawlable for sure, yeah, I think it will be. I wasn't trying to crawl that, obviously, but uh, yeah. Yeah, clearly not. The amount of limiter <laughs> in there is uh, superb. I think it'll be super helpful, especially on stuff like boat ramp. Like, that was one of the places, boat ramp at Choco was definitely one of the places where I was wishing for more gear. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not something you can just spin the tires on, so you're really trying to crawl and it didn't like it very much. you guys got me amped up even though i only have 0.7 horsepower uh that four to one case is going to be fucking sick and then it's going to be kind of cool because i did the math out essentially my third gear is going to be like right around where my first was it'll be a touch higher so i'm going to get two whole extra gears to play with for crawling and then fourth is going to be the equivalent of first on the road so that's going to be fun to get rowdy with you should you should have just made your uh 231 a doubler and really put some gear in it nah done with my <laughs> yeah, it'd be too much for him <laughs> he already doesn't he already he's like oh what are you talking about the 272 is fine i remember with, i drove it i was like how the hell do you drive this you're like feathering the clutch the whole time it's going to be a massive difference for you oh. uh, the manual it's so much more noticeable i mean you notice it in the auto clearly but not having to feather the clutch opens you up to so much more. I mean, all I'm going to say is I've wheeled a lot of shit with the 272 case without a problem. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You can. But it's nice not having to worry about it bogging out on a hill you're trying to, you know, get up without too much skinny pedal. I know that isn't usually a problem for you. <laughs> but I feel like at the same time, you were just saying the your your third gear was similar to your first gear. Yeah. Even sure. with the similar ratio, it doesn't feel the same. Like my third gear, which I think would probably be a little or, little lower than the first gear, and a two seven two on my tra- if I had a factory transfer case in it, like yeah. I can you can hit something and it doesn't bog out nearly as bad. Granted, again, I'm only working with seven horsepower, so I mean you're still managing. What gear can you go in to actually have the power and wheel speed to get up something without bogging the the shitty motor out uh, versus, um, you know, actually having wheel speed to go up? So, but third gear is like a, it's a dangerous one. It for sure. To be. Um, I'm excited to see if I can start breaking 1480s on command. Um, I bet that this year I'm going to go through way more stub shafts. Yes. So that'll be cool. Um, but that's enough about me. Casey, what have you been up to? And are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, I'll just listen you up, Chatter. <laughs> time to time. Uh, I've, I think the only thing that we've really done to mine, uh, we made a couple of changes on the motor after the meat beat sent had it tuned, and I've been crashing it ever since. Good deal. Fuck yeah. 
Does it still have a bed on it, or did that finally go to the wayside? I mean, it still has a bed, but we, uh, it has something that resembles a bed. Yeah, <laughs> we launched it up gate. Uh, I've, well, there's, I, I believe that now there's not a panel on it that doesn't have a den in it. Mm-hmm. As it should what be. What about the roof of the house? No, the more that tree hit it. It didn't, did it? Did it not? Mm-mm. Oh, well. Uh, it, it really got me thinking. I went to, uh, as while Jonathan tore the front end out from under his, I went to uh, Hawk Pride with John Moore and Brad. And yeah, it was it was a good time. We uh, as we were sitting there talking, I want to say it was probably Saturday. Brad was getting a little bit on the tipsy side, and he's leaned over to me and said, "I know a lot of people don't, but I really appreciate just the damage that you've done to this classic." <laughs> and I had to reevaluate <laughs> what I've done to this Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> What a good friend. Uh, <laughs> hey. But, uh, I mean, yeah, other than that, it's the body panels. And I think we, uh, I drove it up to the shop last night and we're going to try to get a couple of, uh, couple of changes done before the meet and beat. But, I mean, if it don't happen, I'll trash it the way it is. You just okay. swap out the motor or three. <laughs> no, we're doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I mean, uh, let's say we we took it to Morris for the uh, uh, was it the Shamrock, the Shamrock, yeah, the Shamrock run, yeah. And I took it to Winrock one time, met John Moore, and to Hawk Pride, and that's probably about the only three times since. Well, I've done J nineteen, but other than was it November was our last ride? Was it the last ride? November was when we did ALP, right? Yes, it was a turkey run. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, no, I've, uh, I've not done anything else. I don't think I've turned, uh, I've, I haven't turned a wrench bolt or nothing on that thing. Well, that's kind of nice. Your glitter bomb of a transmission? Ah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I put it in the snap and then everybody one up me on their fucking shit. They're still running, so. <laughs> It's just like a, <laughs> hey, look how fucked up this is. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, it was, uh, we changed the fluid, I put a filter in it, and uh, we sent it straight to, what? That was right before you went to the Shamrock Run. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah, it was the uh, weekend before, or did no, it was. Did it at least appreciate the new fluid? Oh, hell no, it made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get enough Lucas in there, then. No, which I, I usually add a bottle of Shutter Fix and uh, half a bottle of Lucas, and I didn't that time. But, I mean, like as it's on the trail, once you get it going and it's driving, it's just like a normal two, Turbo 400. But just now, it, Is this just a junkyard one that you found that was, like, decent miles? Didn't I don't know we, the story on this thing. Well, we poured water at it. it came, oh, okay. It came out of a running, driving truck, though. Yes, yeah. But it was, yeah, the, the fluid like came the yeah, well, water is better than nothing. Yeah. Right. I'd rather have water in my transmission than nothing in my transmission. Yeah, I mean, or automatic. Yeah. Either one. It's something. Cools it down. Talking, I, I mean, I've talked to different people, and they've had, these, they've had the same problem with 350s and the 400s like this. 
and and also from a four L sixties. And they said every time they run in the problem that I've had, they said it ended up being the torque converter. And they were converter and never had another problem out of it. Well, that would be easy to swap at some point if it ever does go out. Yeah, maybe. If it's not giving you problems, run it. It's giving him problems. Oh, yeah. It's about time that I have to, if I'm going to pull on to something or pull off of something, I neutral drop it every time. Just That's basically what it is. Pull it gear, and you got to get the fluid going. And once that happens, she hits and she's fine. And sometimes it does just fine. It's it's weird. There there is no like, hey, back up three inches. It might it might go back two feet. It might go back four feet. That's what happens to bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, you can't like load it up. It doesn't it doesn't respond to. You couldn't like no. two foot it. Give it a little launch and. It it drives like if if it was a manual and the clutch was in the passenger side. Yeah. And the person working the clutch has got a real weak leg. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that, like a- that is a weird description. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, doesn't have to be the passenger <laughs> because you're not in control of it. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to be for it too, because just as soon as I put the fluid in it and I pulled it gear, that thing took immediately. And I went, there's our problem right there. We should have done this a long time ago. And then once I backed it out of the garage, it started doing the same shit. But, but I mean, like I said, sometimes like you can pull it right into gear and it's perfectly fine. But uh, I mean, you would think, well, if this is a torqueverter, I mean, go ahead and just pull all that stuff down and put a torqueverter in and see if it'll fix it. But I'm not, I'm not made like that. It's also a big yeah. if. Like, what if that doesn't fix it? Then you just put a new torque converter in it for no reason, and it's still got problems. Yeah. It seems like at that point, the logical thing to do would be spend the money, have the transmission gone through, and put a new converter in it and put it back in. Yeah, it also needs a manual valve body, too. Yeah, so probably better to just get it rebuilt. Oh yeah, yeah. It was rebuild manual valve body with the uh, with the tighter torque converter. The the factory one I got, which with my transfer cases, like since we had it tuned, it's well, of course it's not day, but this it's a completely different truck. It responds so much better. The gears are so much better mm. now. If I could just get if I can get to where I can control the gears from it wanting to shift first, second, to third on you know. I'm having a beat on something, but I mean, other than that, it's just gonna have to roll like it is. Which, after the meeting beat, I do have some plans to do a, a fairly good bit of work on it. I'm just gonna try to get it through the meeting beat. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a little you're running out of time. As I'm yeah. saying, I'm sounds like you. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it don't matter if it's six months or it's twelve months in advance. I'm always running out of time. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Graham. Your move was supposed to stop things like this happening. No, it that's still happening. Worse. Oh no, because you're too busy on Sunday painting eggs or dying eggs. I don't know whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you were there too, fucker. <laughs> I didn't see you fix your jeep. I turned it Blow on. The tires up. And then we we shined it up. Okay. Yeah, we, hey. we waxed it. <laughs> oh, little little story. Okay, so Luke, do you remember at Badlands that year that I flexed out on uh, Graham's tire and then you flexed out on mine? So like the last year I think you went, right? 
Yeah. Do you remember a special somebody uh, carved something into the hood of my Jeep? I do, yes. What was that that he carved? Uh, schlong, if I remember correctly. A massive schlong, I think a long schlong, if you will. Well, so a uh, few months go by, me and the girlfriend, you know, want to go do mall crawler shit. So we go to a Jeep show and I flex out and was like, oh, wow, that penis is really noticeable. So I took a uh, bed liner and sprayed it on the hood just to cover up the penis. Well, Mr. Mr. Marvell, my brother-in-law, decided this weekend on Easter that he was just bored. So he was going to just start cleaning my Jeep or he, what was he using? Some Brazilian? Waxing. Yeah, some waxing. waxing. Yeah. Wax. I don't know. He waxes the hood, takes off all the like the, the paint. Man, this boy was so excited. He was like, dude, I got all the paint off. And I'm like, yeah, now you can really just shine up the dick on the hood. <laughs> and to paint the picture, this this thing is carved in the hood. It's about as big as your forearm. It is not a small. Uh, what the uh, fuck? Yeah. yeah dude, I, I don't know why he did it. Like, in all honesty, like, it's annoying. But, like, also, I kind of don't give a fuck. But. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you just broke my windshield. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh jeez! <laughs> I, I I know I know I drew a cock with the cock on your jeep. Oh, did you yeah, draw the no, one in the back was, corner? No, that was that was uh, also Colin. Did I uh, drew a cock with a cock? Yes. yes. So I, what were you cocking? I don't remember at this point. But either way, but he was, was cocking his uh, roof with the. Are we talking about cock or cock? Like C O C A U L K. The pronunciation is the same. You get to choose. Let your mind wander, if you will. But yeah, I forget what we were doing. But yeah, you did draw a penis, but that came right off. Like we scraped that right off. That was no big deal. That's why I got concerned. I'm like, did it show back up months later somehow? No, God, no, dude. No, 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 no. This was, uh, yeah, this was a etched penis in Oh, yeah, ball. it ain't coming out. Like, no, you could probably sharpie it. Had an etched one. Oh, it's it's in there. And uh, it's, I mean, at this point, it's here to stay because now it's wax. I mean, genuinely, he put a, like, water won't even stick to it. He put a water bottle on the hood, and then it would just slide right off. It was pretty impressive. That's probably yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. So fuck you, Graham. I did do things to my Jeep. Well, technically, Marvel. Sounds did. like Marvel. Yeah. No, but I still turned it on. <laughs> I put a battery on the charger so I could fill up the tire. I mean, that's like halfway there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's slow, slow headway. Um, so this year for the meet and beat, uh, anything new that these people can be uh, excited for? You guys get any good plans? You still do the drag racing? Is there also going to be a foot race? Like, what's the what's the next big thing? There's a food truck. I know that. Ooh. There's yeah. big things happening. What's up? Well, Say, that <laughs> Say that again one more time for me. I said there's big things happening. Ooh. And then there's a long pause and a deep breath. That's yeah. probably what you think. Yes. I, I was trying to get going to be there. So, of course, there's big things happening. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got a food truck. Uh, we've got a little bit more merchandise this year than we did last year. Hell yeah. Uh, we are doing the uh, drag race for sure. Uh, we really haven't fine-tuned it yet. Uh, 
So we talked to the owners of AOP and and the biggest thing that they they don't care what we do, they just want everything to be as safe as it possibly can. Yeah, Next I mean that of course expected. So we really haven't like ironed out the fine details when it comes to you know how we're going to race them, how fast we're going to race them, uh, if we're going to wear a helmet, you know, shit like that. Gotcha. Okay, we don't need somebody, you know, 45, 50 miles an hour and go take a tumble, you know, mm-hmm. with no, no seat belts or, you know, shit like that. And, you know, we look bad, the part looks bad. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. shitty for everyone, so. Yeah, that's yeah. not a W. It's like, you know, last year we didn't expect it to, you know, for so many people to turn out to drag race like it did. And now that's been, you know, 365 days later. A lot of talks going around, so there's no telling, you know, what yeah, we're going who knows? To. Oh boy. Gonna now I, I didn't go I didn't go down to watch that and expect to be missing shifts. That day, honestly. <laughs> I was just expecting to watch watch everybody with the V eights do stuff and here I am driving thirty miles an hour down the straightaway. Hell yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about um probably at some point Saturday, maybe after the race, so maybe do the race earlier in the day and pick a trail, something that's easily accessible for any rig that they can at least get to and just say, hey, we're going to go run this trail at this time. If you want to watch, if you want to participate, come back there with us or, you know, come find us. And at least for the people who maybe have smaller rigs or stuff and just want to watch, Mm-hmm. That'll give them a chance to kind of see at least all of us, um, and then who knows who else will want to get in on that. Go do some, you know, shorter, more difficult trail out there. Mountain would be a good one for that because you can easily walk up the side of it, and there's plenty of bypasses that lead up to it. Well, we were thinking maybe behind the pavilion, there's the old race hills, and there's one over there that's pretty. It's it's not like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. It, but it's bad enough to where, like, I mean, you'd see somebody tumbling off if they're not careful. The The biggest thing is, it's like, you know, we, this is the trail trash meet and beat. So, I mean, we got to kind of, you know. Socialize? Yeah. Well, that and, like, actually go beat on something besides. And the drag race is, is you know, awesome. That's, uh, you know, that's what we're getting known for, for sure. But it's also too is like you know uh, Todd and them. Todd's got his buggy out there. He don't. He might not too much drag race, but he likes to. Well, that and he'll have the Jeep too. You know to go out and just give a hell, give hell on a hill, and you know there's other people out there who wants to do the same thing. And it's just give a chance for everybody just to gather around, socialize, and just you know watch people beat on their shit. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um. So, are you guys going to be showing up Thursday night or Friday night? Uh, I don't know if we, that's something we could, uh, you know, you know, talk about here. You know, we don't want to, you know, all of our fans just to show up and, you know. Fair enough. My bad, my bad. And off grass and stuff. Oh, I mean, we're not 100% on exactly what we're doing. But I do know that instead of being like, out like we was last year and over at the garage 
uh, we're all setting up in the RV spots up front. Oh, so we're sick. we're all going to be on the grounds. That'd be sweet. That's a Jonathan. He might have a hotel or something. No, I'm staying at Travis's. Yeah, he's going to be in the apartment. He's going to be upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Passed out by 11? Probably 10.30. Uh, other than that uh, well I mean like I said you know it depends on how the uh, the drag race I'm I'm sure the drag race is going to eat us up all day and then you know if we do some kind of hill deal but like I'm sure that we've got majority of Friday where we'll set up the merchandise booth and then we're just going to just kind of like a free for all like if this is where we're going. If you want to go, come with us. Uh, one of us might dip out and, you know, go somewhere else. You know, we might, we're, we're, we're going to try all not to go to the same place because you put, you know, even 10 rigs on one trail, you put 20, 30 rigs on a trail, you ain't getting it's shit. A traffic jam. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a couple of guys, they'll go pick some harder ones and, you know, like me and another guy, we might go do some softer trails and stuff just to ride around and get people that, you know, want to come out and ride and that ain't never really saw the park or have got the smaller stuff. I mean, we're also not on the side of, you know, our Jeeps or the, you know, we're only going to do hard stuff because that's what we build. I mean, I'll, I'll run the main trail if that's what somebody wants to do. Well, and that's the cool part about AOP too, though, is like you can go and run the main trail hop on the uh, what is it there's the bypass to the main trail where that's a black and if you've got dudes on 35s you can run 35s up the main trail and the guys on 40s can go and hit the black bypass and well that's run. not the point luke you want to be able to you know take the the smaller guys who want to have fun with trail trash on the same trail right so it's kind of cool if they're gonna you know ratchet things back a little bit and just hang out with the with the people who may not have a rig to just be at the trail that trail trash is at at that point in time. Right. I can yeah, exactly. Like, well, we went to AOP and there was a couple of guys that actually are not AOP. I'm sorry. Choco. There was a couple of guys that actually showed up because, you know, we put on that we were going to be there and they showed up just because we were there. And, and one guy, he was what? 33s on that blue Jeep. Mm, yeah. Basically. And like, we all hit Hell's Revenge first thing, and he fought us. Now, I mean, he, you know, he done good, but, you know, there was a certain spot where, you know, his Jeep was limited, and and I just, I don't, I don't want people to feel like, you know, that what, we're, we're, we'll just outrun somebody, or it's like, or they feel like that they're holding us back, you uh, know. Sorry. I didn't mean what I said like that. What I was saying is, like, the way that no, it works, no, no, no. it's pretty cool because you can, you know, run whatever you want to run and basically stay as a pack. Yeah, and, you know, if we accidentally run across something that's a little bit more challenging than somebody's somebody's rig or, you know, Jeep can do, you know, that's also some of the fun of it, too, that, that we like to do is, you know, help them get through it, you know, pull a, pull a winch, whatever you got to do. I mean, we're not there to... To you know, show how good anybody can off road. It's just let's just go have fun. Let's drink a beer if you drink beer, and and you know, let's just go ride. So you're not gonna throw a 35 rig onto the finger trails? No, no, no. We'll, we'll let the 
Well, you know, them other guys with the atlases, they can they can run those. <laughs> I will say though, like you know, if this year is anything like last year, there were a ton of very very capable rigs. Very there. capable. Yeah, there weren't many rigs there that couldn't run most of the trails no. in the park. It was weird pulling in and being on the small side. Yeah, yeah, like there were, it was, there was a sea of forty threes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so many forty threes. But it's all about variety. I mean, like like I said, I mean, there's enough of us to where, you know, and I'm sure like there's. There's people that want to go ride with the Prater Brothers, but they know how the Prater Brothers ride, so they've got to have something to keep up with those guys. Mm. And then there's going to be people that shows up that's, you know, trail crash event that's, you know, on 32s or 33s. And like, and like I said, I mean, we don't care to, you know, hell, let's go, let's go run this one. We know some short spots that don't have, you know, big stuff in it. And, uh, you know, that way. That's a good thing to do Friday, too. Yeah, I think the our plans are maybe the weekend before, maybe. We're going to go up since it's been, you know, I mean, AOP, depending on the weather, changes so much. Yeah. So we're going to try to get together, go up the weekend before, and kind of go map some stuff out. And that it gives us a chance to, you know, how we're going to set the drag race up and stuff and try to get a little bit more prepared than what we was last year. Yeah, if you want a hand with that, I'll take a ride on up there. Just know that we won't be any more prepared, though. So no, God, no, no. Lower your expectations. <laughs> 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 everybody, old trail crash has got it down. <laughs> Plan has three steps drawn with crayons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was gonna buy the uh, highlighter pack to draw the map with instead of the crayon pack this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like looking on Maprika uh, to to bring that back up. I, it's one of my favorite things that uh, that Good Evening Ranch Trail map. They still have it on Maprika. <laughs> there's the good one, but there's still the shitty one. If you wanna if you wanna have that authentic experience, nostalgia of it all. So I suppose that since it got brought up, this is where we get to bully you about not going to uh, the Web Wheelers Ball. Yeah, what the hell happened? We were so excited to see you guys, and then you ditched on us. Oh, I was talking tra- about this year. Oh. oh. I was in that. My transfer case was broken last year. I'm not even giving you shit about last year. That's in the It's a 231. Shit about this year. You're a dime a dozen. I could have brought you like three plus a spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> I have like input shafts just floating around. Just swap it out. Just pop that back cover off, slap a new one in there. Good to go. Oh. You just carry a like a yeah, holster right. so, of those things. Go back to that. We're past that now. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what that you know it was Jeep Fest and we're very famous in our hometown. I know, mm-hmm. which is why you're gonna bail this year. So that's why we're giving you shit now. Plan it on a different weekend, maybe. Yeah, let's do a different weekend. You sound yeah, like every years. Rich how about, how about Missouri end of May? Well, that's not Web Wheelers, jeez. No, it's not, but it's going to be I fun. Would, I would love to see some more, but that would probably be tough because we're doing Choco the next weekend for the race. Yeah. Then we're going to do ALP to like pre-ride and set some stuff up for, for the meet and beat. Then we, got, then we got the meet and beat. So. Then after that, 
we've got. Oh, the, sorry. Did I say oh, May? Never mind. Yeah, it is May. You're right. Um, never mind. Continue. Brain fart. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we've got three, another three consecutive weekends we're riding. Yeah, yeah, three back to back, and then Memorial Day weekend. I'm probably going to say that I'm not going to do anything Memorial Day weekend. So that means you're free. That's what it sounds like. Well, no shit. End of May, <laughs> like last weekend. Oh, so mm-hmm. nobody knows like the number. 28, uh, 29, 27, 28, 29? 29. We're all just guessing out here. I'm gonna be honest with you. The end of May is a fucked up time for me. Like, especially for this year. Like next year it ain't gonna matter. Is that when your anniversary with your boyfriend is? Around that time? Yes. We yeah, been together for ten years this year, so you know wow. I, I don't want to disappoint him. Wasn't there <laughs> something about gerbil gerbil? Naming two or something. Look, I'm very sensitive about the German stuff. I'm not doing stuff. He don't talk about that. That's his personal thing. He doesn't talk about much. Personally. <laughs> hey, I get it. You know, sometimes you got to keep some things near and dear to the heart. I get like, it. If like tra- either trail crash takes off in the next couple of years, or I'm taking this damn gerbil circus on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just a heads up, the dates that you're going to miss, um, we're going to be at Good Evening Ranch from September 1st through the 3rd. You know, just some food for thought. Isn't that the same weekend that you did the, the Web Wheeler's Ball last? No, um, no, it's totally it different. No, it is. It absolutely okay. is. I'm just trying to. Because I've done just... Labor Day weekend last year. So you're moving the Web Wheeler's Ball. No, yes, it's moving. No, it's, it's the same exact weekend. It's the same weekend. I'm just, just different location. It yeah, is like, moving, like, but not the date. Because last year it was at Roush, right? Yes. Yeah, it was at Roush. Uh, we just moved it down to Good Evening because we're changing it up a little bit and cheaper overall. Okay. Yeah, it's about the same price, but you got a cool cabin. So yeah, and night riding And a longer drive. Who doesn't like a longer drive? Yeah, who doesn't love double the amount? It's so much fun. I don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. Convenient that the guy who's getting the closer drive is the one who said he wanted it there. Crazy <laughs> how that Hey, I, I like that spot. It was a good time. <laughs> I feel like it's like a really cool property. I wish it didn't blow up all my drive shafts there. I would have kept going. We, had to leave. we left a day early because it was like, well, I have no more drive shafts. There's nothing we can, like... <laughs> And yeah, JB didn't want to drive by himself, so we just packed up. Sucked. It's not like I can drop you another drive shaft either. Nah, I'm gonna I have like to have two spares. Yeah, because I didn't change anything. Um, so something else that we were thinking about, or I've been thinking about, and I think we oh. talked with Graham about is possibly on Sunday we might do something where we do like time sections on Cripple Creek, which is a Fairly easy to get to trail there. So that would be fun. Drag dra- or drag races. Yeah. So how far is that for you, Luke? It's a good evening. Uh, it's like eight hours. Okay. Well, you're an hour from us, and it's eight hours for me. So. Yeah. So it's seven eight hours. hours. It's twelve hours for us. Four hundred sixty-five minutes. I mean, it's hours. easy driving though, Cody. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, you get past the Appalachians and it's just straight and flat till you get to Maryland, which you don't, you don't even realize you go through that, that state and you're like, how the hell am I in Maryland? And you're going up these like crazy hills and there's this bridge that goes through a town, but it's in the middle of like, it's landlocked. Like there's no reason for there to be a highway running through the center of this town, but it is. Uh, me and Richie were very confused. We were also completely delirious because I'd been driving the entire time and it rained for half the drive, like torrential downpour. So, yeah, but you can't use the excuse of. Oh, drive. I can. I 100% can. You fell asleep. <laughs> You're sleeping. It's pouring rain. It's fun. It's fun. I wouldn't let you drive even if you, if I had to, uh, I just wouldn't have, it wasn't even on my, on my, Mind from the beginning, I was like, I'm doing the whole drive. <laughs> so last year, I got caught in traffic on the way back, which is where the uh, eight hours came from. It's six and a half for me, but it's not a bad spot. Um, and then 2024, we might try and do Paragon in Pennsylvania, assuming it's open, yeah, and assuming that it's nice. But either that or it could go back to Roush, depending on what feedback is. I think Colin will uh, have a stroke if it doesn't go back to Roush. He's very upset. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do like Roush, though. It's expensive, but it's a good park. We'll definitely have to go back. Either way, though. Uh, so... What's the plan? Are you ever planning on doing two of your events, your trail trash meet and beats, and going to different places? Or are you thinking for now, keeping it one a year in AOP? I, I think for now we're just we're going to keep it for one one time a year at AOP. I mean, who knows what this year's going to bring? Who knows what next year's going to bring? Uh, it it would be awesome to have like. Um, a 12 month schedule where we had like maybe one ride a month planned for a different park, and then all you know, the local people could just come out and we could go ride. Yeah, the that difficulty cool. The difficulty there is keeping a rig together for 12 months. Yeah, in my past experience, <laughs> it gets expensive. It's not that it can't be done, but it can be exactly. expensive, exactly. And you always find something. New and exciting to break. Yeah. And, I mean, who's to say that, you know, two, three years from now that this event gets too big for AOP and we've got to find elsewhere? I mean, who knows what the future's going to be? AOP supports a lot of people. I it's, that yeah. Well, I mean... Where else would we go? We're bigger than AOP. Your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> now, it'd probably have to be, what, Windrock at that point? I mean, they're like, bigger, but the yeah, accommodations aren't necessarily Not only that, though, it's like, I mean, they, they don't really seem like they're too swell for, like, big events. It's, uh, or, well, I mean, I say that. I think ALP is very well suited. I, I think so, too. I, I believe so. But, I mean, and, we also hear there's other people, too. It's like, you know, this, y'all started doing the same things what these guys did, and they got too big for him. Y'all had to move. It's like, where in the hell did they move it? Oh, that'd be a good question to ask there. Yeah, I mean, Hulk Pride, but I mean, Hulk Pride ain't, especially for like the parking lot stuff, it ain't no bigger than AOP. I don't, I don't know. 
we're extremely curious to see though, because last year we had, I think, right around a hundred people respond on uh, Facebook to our event page, either going or interested. And this year, I think we're over three hundred. Holy crap! Between the response, uh, than that. going and interested. So who knows? Maybe it's you know more people have just responded. I can't yeah. say that 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 same. Uh, responded to what show up ratio actually happens because last year we were a little over 200 people actually there but only 100 people actually maybe people are actually paying attention to the event page too right yeah. well that not this year too uh aop put it on the event page so that's definitely. oh that helps yeah well that's going to be different of which I don't know if anybody else that's really talked about, which, but we hear a lot through the, also through, you know, Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. I mean, we've, we've got a lot more reaction this year than what we did last year. Damn. That sounds exciting. Are the Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota, Michigan boys coming down? I know Curtis is being gay and not, but. He didn't go last year though, did he? No. Curtis was selling his rig last I heard, okay. I don't even know if he wheels. Nah, he just cries about the bent tube. He still has it. Yeah, basically. We know uh, Chris, Chris Doan and Aaron are definitely coming. Gotcha. Uh, cool. Yeah, hopefully the uh, the cheeseheads will show up. <laughs> cheeseheads, the Wisconsin boys? Is that what you're referring to, or am I missing something? Yeah. <laughs> they're not listeners. If they are, well, <laughs> wait, was there actually people from Wisconsin? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah there were. Damn, good for them. I thought our drive was long. Holy shit! William, I can't, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, Faster Bottom. I think that is Faster Bottom. Yeah. Faster Bottom. Faster Bottom. What the hell? These guys are some of the coolest motherfuckers that you'll ever meet that's hey his son was the guy out there in the uh old 70s model ford at the drag race oh the thing that was like uh it was oh. green right yes yeah that thing was cool man yeah. they, those dudes are fun. we've rode with them at winrock before too that's naughty yeah so they're just diehard travel wheelers i mean wisconsin i don't oh, think as many yeah, people, though which i've Everybody's in agreement too. It's like I, we hope that they show up again because mm. that they done a video last year of all. That is, yeah. And it was super interesting. It got way more views than one ours did. Damn. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're kick ass dudes. Yeah, I don't think I talked to them, but I like that Ford. That caught my eye. Yeah, and I was sort of geeking out over it because Jacob loves those things. So I was like, "Look at this! This is, you can turn yours into that. <laughs> like, that's way cooler." Yeah, I'm hoping that they show up. That'll be cool. I'm also hoping that uh, even with the increased amount of people, you get like the decent groups going because it seemed like last year there wasn't that many traffic jams there was more traffic jams on that ride that i went on with uh you guys the second time than it seemed like at the meet and beat talking about the trail ninja situation no i'm not talking about the trail ninja situation i'm talking about i went back to aop 
what was that, like a month or so after the meet and beat? That was the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, right? that was two yeah. weeks after? Yeah. Because I remember we done the meet and beat, then it was the Memorial Day or... Yeah, Memorial Day, then we went back with Todd just to do that waterfall. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's when I crushed the bit. Yeah. Uh, good time. I can't get over him landing on the ORI and just being like, no big deal. That's an expensive fucking shock, man. <laughs> he ended up, he broke one of those on the Jeep, didn't he? Oh, he, a rock hit one. Yeah, no, he nicked it and it started leaking and he had that thing off and sent back to them. He didn't send it. He drove down there. Dropped it off. No, whatever. And got it replaced. No, no, no I'm sorry. He, he went down there. It took him two hours to fix it because... They're faster on doing repairs than they are building them, is what he was telling me. And he had it repaired within two hours, and he got rock guard for it. Yeah. Bam. He said that shit wasn't going to happen again. <laughs> where you put know. a rock guard on an ORI? Uh, down at the bottom side, like where the actual shaft is, not where the uh, tube is. Yeah, Sam's got Oh, like a, like a little... Uh... Like one of those like shock boots? Have you ever seen like on a dirt bike fork how there's that little plastic guard? It's kind of like that. But you don't, never mind, you're not around no. dirt bikes. Uh, it kind of looks like a collar but then a cone, almost like a thing to like cover the forward facing section of it. It moves only with the, the lower half of the ORI. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It moves with the shaft. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty I've never seen one. A rock just nicked it and then it started leaking gas and oil out. That's yeah, pretty stupid. If I what nick the shaft and then I cut the seal or something, but yeah, yep. yeah, sounds about right. And it plus, on those, since you know, there's two different stages of gas in those. Like it'll come down so far and then it'll ride on the other, but it's still yeah, you're you're wheeling for the day is pretty much over when that happens. Yeah, unless well, you you're guys just riding on you're riding on fluid at that point. Some yeah, you'll just. Yeah, you're riding on the fluid, and then the air that's in the bump stop on the secondary of the shaft itself. Mm. Inside of it. Yeah, that just sounds like not fun. I'll, like I'll pass. They're simple. They're I think you can have the same problem, but you probably wouldn't have to work. Like, yeah, the fluid would leak out, but uh, it, you'd it's still keep your ride height. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the spring kind of protects it. Unless you get one of those like spear rocks that goes somewhere somehow through them all, or you yeah, bread. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, if you make them do the, you know, stanky leg. They're gonna break. <laughs> it's no, you can't avoid that. They don't go back in if it's not straight. Hmm. <laughs> Something to think about. Well, maybe we won't do that again. <laughs> This year, um, do sorry, God, you're good. So, on that note, I already have my outfit picked out. I've got some black shorts with a black t shirt and a black balaclava. You're gonna be hot. You Perfect. should definitely, uh, you should go to like a t shirt place and get Trail Ninja put onto it. I think it'll really, uh, stamp it in. That's like a lot more effort than I'm willing to put into sorting through my clothes pile. And that's why they'll never remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is hysterical, though. Either way, people will probably get the reference. Uh, do you know Sam's? If Sam's going? 
Uh, I believe Sam is going to be working on my rig that weekend. Damn, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Is absolutely torn apart. Like wow. there's that JK. There's only a body left. Holy shit! I didn't even know about yeah. Because he was very disappointed in him. A different build. I think he said he was doing. I get it, but I'm very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna steal too much of his thunder, but I think he's doing the full blown buggy build slowly right now and he's got so much customer work coming in that uh, he's going to be kind of working on that on the back burner how far are you from him i am an hour and 15 right on the line of annoyance i was gonna say 15 from trail trail you just be like a you just be his slave labor help him get some of those jobs done so we can actually have a rig I mean, I don't have a problem with driving up there if it's going to be a full day. But I guess he'd have to consent to that, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> I don't really want to go barging in up there. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's trail trash, hey, I'm just going to swing by their shop. That's Speaking pretty weird. Of, don't forget about Friday. What's Friday? I'm going down there to bother them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Now, you boys and your uh, DOT tires, any plan to switch to some stickies? Eventually, yes. Yes, maybe. I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean, I mean mine's fairly light. I, don't, I, I haven't had a problem with my Coopers. and I mean, I may run them for a while, which I got a lot more things to do on mine before I go sticking a set of 43s on there. Well, you don't have to go 43s. You can do like 39s. I think why want to go backwards. That's a good point, actually. Those Mickey the Baja boss or whatever it is that Dylan just put on his samurai. Mm-hmm. Forty inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like raves about that tire. But at where you guys are, yeah, I can see it. I really I want look like the uh MTRs, right? Yeah, I, I did mistake them for. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, not the big blocky tire. Yeah, yeah. Close, yeah. Uh, tighter tread block. Well, much yeah. tighter. Yeah, it's like the Caveman MTR. It's like much less refined looking. It doesn't look like it came out of 2010. Well, that's because it wasn't a bad batch. The yeah, MTRs are probably well, we don't supposed know. to look like those. If, you've, you know, if you've had a blowout on the highway with your. Baja Boss tire, let us know. It might just be that style of tread. Maybe. Um, now, why why is everybody switching to Mickey? Is their price just a little bit different? Like, is it lower? Or their is it that, like... A tire when you can gotcha. stock. So, but yeah, because then you're looking at, what, like, fucking 800 for a red or a Maxis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Maxis has cost me, like, 700 bucks a pop. It's and a little the- upsetting. Not even stick these two. I don't need them. On top of that, they're um, they're in stock pretty regularly, and they have what seems to be a fucking kick ass compound on them. Correct. You know what also is in stock? Say Patagonia black labels. Let's see what the price on these bad boys are. Give me give a- those things an Etna cut. You'll be good Dude, to go. five for seventeen hundred bucks, man. Talk about a steal. 
Yeah. Shit, if I wanted to waste money, I might as well just go to a strip club. Holy shit. I'm with tubes. Uh, no, <laughs> no tubes. Um, but yeah, five of these. So I could be, these might even be for an RC for that price. Holy shit. Buy, buy five, five, get the free cold, uh, cold vulcanizing kit. Um, <laughs> free. <laughs> when they like announced, I guess, that they were doing a black label or a sticky tire. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, one of the Instagram pages posted something about them coming out with a black label. And I commented and was like, Patagonia needs to make a run flat, not a sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, actually, I just realized they are completely discontinued, the black labels. Um, yeah, they, like every, so the few websites that I just looked up, every single one of them says discontinued, discontinued. Um, yeah, god damn, that. That's funny as hell. Uh, my favorite thing is this website here only has three available, so that's great. You can you know put it on your bicycle and then the, have a spare. What's, what's the three wheeled car? Is it the Triumph? Uh, well, there's also the Reliant Robin. That one, yeah. car. Maybe you want to put like stickies on the front and DOTs on the back or something. Mm. There you go. Or well, maybe vice versa. <laughs> Why would you want it that way? No, the front's yeah. got to grab. Yeah. Yeah, but like, what if you have a fourteen bolt rear? You know, they can really withstand the stickies. And what if you only have like a forty four front? What if you have like Colin and you're weird? You know, because that's probably something Colin's gonna do after he sh- busts through his uh, sixty again. He's gonna, have to, he's gonna have to upgrade, but he won't always. Uh, obviously not. I'm just thinking fold in half <laughs> with the fourteen bolt. Just too much weight and rip it. Yeah, have you seen the frame <laughs> of that or the unibody? It's gone. There's nothing left. It's a cage. I know. That's he was talking shit the other day, and I was just like, "Man, at least I can, you know, punch my unibody without cutting my hand up." <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, sorry, God. no, no, you're here. Go, go for it. I was just gonna cite Josh Greenleaf making it through what was it, two trips and three slice sidewalls. Um, he had Patagonias. He had Patagonia stickies for I think it was like less than a month. Yikes. So, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, knock on wood, I've not, I've not got a sidewall of mine yet. I haven't had to deal with the flat tire issue. What are you running? Are you running the Coopers? Yeah. Yeah. And you, John, have you sliced a tire yet? I think you did. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, you sliced one. Yep. I was there for that. I have not sliced, and I'm going to eat my words, I'm sure. A single a Maxis Razor yet. I'm still on the same floor. I don't even have a spare. So, uh, you know. Do you want to just put my, like, uh, if my Jeep's still at Sam's, do you want me to go up there and grab you a spare Netto? I figure we'll figure that out if I pop one. We'll get you out. Yeah. I'll just fill it with tire plugs. Graham, I have the perfect replacement for your 4.0 when it blows up. You can buy a Bugatti Chiron engine and gearbox. I don't need that. For fucking 10,000 euros, dude. I'll put the fire chicken motor in before I do that. The W12, come on, that'd be sick. Well, is it this still is rapidly devolving. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my apologies. I had Just to scrolling it. Facebook Marketplace while you're trying to talk. There's a notification, actually. Thank you very oh, much. You're getting notified for Bugatti engines? Yeah, it was also right next to the Patagonia tire, so it must be two shitty things. It must have been a website called that or something. 
I think the only thing that they're missing now would be some uh, Toyota fucking knuckles, and you'd have a real trifecta there. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're kind of slowing down here. Boys, do you have anything else you want to say? I, I have a question for Graham. Ooh, uh, yeah, maybe. I know you're doing a stroker build. Yes. And that was something I had looked into pretty in-depth before I did the LS. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do for engine management? Are you leaving it stock? Or are you going to do something? I'm, like- I'm leaving it stock. Uh, so I know that's actually, that's not 100% true. Uh, I talked with somebody, I forget his name at this point. Luke knows who he is. Um, oh, oh hmm? no, you're talking about the guy by us. Or by yes, us. yeah. Logan. So yeah. I think I'm actually going to meet up with him either at the meet and beat or at some other point. And he's got a, um, some, I forget what it was called. It wasn't a Holly or something, but he had some sort of engine management thing that he was running on uh, a turbo Cherokee that he said would be perfect for me. But my plan originally was to just run, run the factory computer and, you know, just keep it all within within the specs that the computer can handle. Uh, I talked with go one engines and we talked a little bit about this in one of the other episodes, but um, I talked with Golan engines, which are, they're up in New Hampshire and they make, he does a bunch of stroker builds and he said that it'll run on the factory computer. Fine. You just have to, um, you know, you keep it within, you know, whatever reasonable specs it has. You don't go with a crazy cam and all that crap. I am putting a cam in it. It's, not a crazy it's not anything insane that you need to change the computer up um i'm doing four two crank four two rods to keep it cheap uh four o pistons board 30 over again just to keep it cheap uh the pistons don't cost me much the honestly the biggest expense is going to be the machine work um i don't have to put a cam in it but i figure if i've got the whole thing apart and i'm doing doing work to it and have the opportunity to tune it i'll put the cam in so i'm putting a cam bigger springs um and that and that's really about it just freshen everything else up and the head's already been it's an aftermarket head so it's not a factory casting it's got all the it's a it's the most modern head you can get so it ideally would flow the best and it's strengthened in areas at least that's what they say it's it's it has identified the weak spots and they've adjusted them so they're not weak points anymore. So that head's been on my Jeep since the beginning. So I knew it was a good, or since I bought it, I did that. It was like the first thing I did is I swapped the head because it was cracked. Classic clear 2000 Cherokee things. Yeah, clear water. And they actually do an upgraded valve spring head too that I didn't get at the time because it was a factory 4.0. But yeah, so I've got all those parts um, sitting around. I gave some of them to the machine shop. I would have loved to have it done for the meet and beat, but I have a feeling it'll probably be done. The machine work will probably probably be done end of end of this month, so I won't even be able to look at it till then. Uh, so I'm not putting a motor together. I mean, I tech, I probably could realistically. Do I want to take a brand new motor that I haven't tested that could just blow up on me? Uh, sure. To Tennessee? No. So we're gonna take a <laughs> untested four row that's been sitting in a a like a trailer wagon with water in it. I'm going to make sure it turns over and throw that thing in there. If it blows up, I'll find another one when I'm down there. Somebody's <laughs> got to have one. Oh, sure. We can figure that out. for sure. Yeah. Well, 
I figure if it blows up, it'll be at the meet and beat. And then I'll have an entire month to find another motor and uh, I'll either bug you guys or I'll bug Rob Craven to let me use his shop to put a motor in it. So I'm not concerned. It'll be good. It'll be nice. It'll be refreshing to have a motor that I don't give a shit about that I can just blow up because I don't expect it to survive the entire month. Uh, I'd be upset if it did. Just for um, circumstances and everything. I recommend Chattanooga Driveline over Athens Driveline, because uh, we know that you're going to need one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I already have that taken care of for you, bud. I should probably bring my shafts that I need yokes for, or the slip yoke part of it. Because one's still good, I just ripped the ear off. Art Adams is pretty good to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> I, I don't think they know how to use a tape measure either. Oh my god. Either I don't or they don't. I don't know. But I, I double checked. They also... Uh... I've seen your tube work, so I'm going to go with them. Because your tube they... works, something works. <laughs> they they don't like mismatching U-joints either. It's like a cardinal sin. <laughs> I've got the 1350 on one and the 1310 on the other. And every time, they, like multiple times, they've sent me a 1350 both ends. And I have to be like, no. It's thirteen ten on the set. <laughs> I know it's stupid. <laughs> a two got a two hundred five eco box with a thirteen ten output on both fucking sides. Oh, Jesus, I'm hey, dumb. it works. It, it goes up to the thirteen fifty at the at the rear axle. The front's still a thirteen ten, which also needs to be addressed. But that one's never blown up, so. I'm I'm sorry. I, I knew that was a touchy subject. I, I oh, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it only you know I can't drive it faster than or I can, but it's not very comfortable over sixty five because the drive shaft I did get from Adams is completely unbalanced because they were taking too fucking long to get me a shaft. So I said, just send me a yoke, a slip yoke that I can put on. I don't want to send it a shaft back and get another shaft. Just <laughs> keeping this one. It's mine. Give me the end that I could put on. And it was unpainted, unbalanced, which obviously isn't their fault. They can't do it. But still, now it's rusting away, and it's not balanced, and it pisses me off every time I look at it. Yeah, that's fine. That's how my rear drive shaft is. The whole thing's not painted, and like I'm just waiting for it to die. Well, I'm pretty sure I built that one, right? It'd be kind of awkward if you were complaining about a... Oh, no, unless you had it rebuilt. I had it rebuilt. Uh, that nah. Was... I you, didn't like my, you didn't like my driveline, Fab? No, that one I blew up. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. Um, I think I blew that one up. No, that one might be my spare now. I've got your Adams that you gave me that um, I tried to get retuned. That's right. Adams. Yeah, and then you had to bring it to the other spot. Yep. They did good work. They just, instead of using the correct tube, they put fucking baby tube on it. And I was, like, very upset. He's you got to get the tube you want them to use and say, use this. Uh, would be what, <laughs> what I would do. Just drop was, up there and just see if they'll let you build it. Honestly, <laughs> at this point, um, it's either going to be a Tom Woods because I need it quickly, or I'm just going to fab the shaft or shaft up myself, um, and not even fucking care about balancing it. But square tube, just square tube. It I doesn't drive on the road, anyways. That's the thing about us. I mean, like. We can't down anybody out there because we've not really used a whole lot of people, but we know where Tom Woods stand, and that's the reason why we keep going back, is they've been so good to us. 
the thing for me that's appealing about the Tom Woods drive shaft is uh, if I have to go that route because whatever doesn't end up working out for my rig, um, I know that like I can call them up and it'll be here and it'll be thirteen fifty at both ends and the measure or they're going to ask for the measurement between the transfer case and the drive or the uh, flange and it will have the flanges on both ends and just go in. And I won't have to worry about it. Yeah, that is a, that's the thing that I have seen. I have seen people try to complain about Tom Woods, but from everything that I have seen is if it comes to you fucked up, you're the reason it got fucked up. <laughs> User error originally. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, um, if I remember correctly, they're pretty chill about going up in drive shaft wall size as well. So, like, that's another major plus for them. Um, if I have to make my own shaft, though, it's going to be 250 wall with 1350s. Like, just straight oh, up, no fucking around. They don't want to do that on anything that gets driven on the street. Because from what they told me, no matter how well balanced it is, the weight of the shaft will cause it to oscillate at speed. Yeah. Um, I think that when I was emailing them, it was going to be 316s from them. Adams told me the same thing for my rear shaft, and I will say, the I didn't need a thicker wall tube. I needed a thicker wall yoke. So you're probably okay with whatever the thickest they can do for road driving is if you care about that shit. Dude. Because yeah. I went through the same thing. I was like, make it as thick as you can, because it gets beat to shit. And they were like, well, do you drive it on the road? And I said, yes. And they were like, well, then I would only go up to this thickness, otherwise it's not going to drive right. So. I mean, I think 120 and up, but like I would rather have it be thick because I can't drive and Trail Trash has videos of my low talent like coming on repetitively. Yeah, we've seen your uh, accidental fuck yeah moments. <laughs> and that's with a broken fuel pump. Imagine if he actually had like, you know, his power was un unchained here. <laughs> I mean, I still talk about the story whenever we was trying to get around that rock and you just climb that fucking bank and how you didn't take the back glass out of that, or the side glass, how that Jeep, you made it, fucking blows my mind. <laughs> blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, then at 5313, I managed to find the only rock in the entire park and turtle myself. So, yeah, and you didn't have, you know, have videos of that. <laughs> uh, um, so Richie yes sir rumor has it that you had a weird fact was it animal related this time no it was weather related alrighty in the oh, color weather report yep and breaking news coming at you fast <laughs> Well, I still want to hear a, uh, a weird fact about a raccoon, though. You still you have one, or you want to hear one? I want to hear one. I don't have any more raccoon facts. I got you. Got you. Do but, you, or you? Oh, you know, oh you I got a perfect one. It's about a guinea pig. How's that sound? It's got to be a gerbil. <laughs> oh, I thought he liked guinea pigs. Fuck. Go ahead, Richie. I'll find one while you're telling us the cool facts. <laughs> so, in 1816, Connecticut saw measurable snow on June 7th uh, because of a 
uh, what do you call it? Oh, the largest volcanic eruption that took place within 10,000 years happened in Indonesia on the other side of the globe. And it released a ash cloud that was over 100,000 feet tall. And it blanketed, you know, pretty much the whole globe, dropping the entire global temperature by an average of one degree for the entire year. And so in June, we were seeing temperatures of the low 30s and upper 20s. Bring me that. I want it. More volcanoes in Indonesia. <laughs> it's going to be 85 this week, and I'm not looking forward to it. Dude, it's been beautiful all week, don't you? Oh, the one week he has to you know, work on his Jeep. He's just not happy about the nice weather. No, I'd rather it be 50 degrees, 45 degrees. That's perfect. Nothing well, hotter. To the south, and it'll be 100 degrees during the day and fucking 30 degrees at night. Oh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. That's why I don't live down there. It's great. I love it. That's why I come down once a year. Uh, and, and yeah, sweat the whole entire time. Exactly. <laughs> and dying of pollen and all that crap. And this time your dumbass signed up for a month of it. Oh yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, your, your allergies are going to fucking love you. Yeah, it'll be fine. They, they acclimated pretty quickly. Once we <laughs> were there. Honey. Just give me some cool. of the shine. Um, we got that too. I got a cool little quick gerbil fact. Gerbils, on average, can jump about a foot in the air. How tall are gerbils? That's pretty. That's like if I could jump six feet in the air. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. They're, oh, that's, they're way taller than a foot, Graham. Way taller. They are. No, no, they're way smaller. Sorry. They're way smaller than a foot. My apologies. That's that dude's about to bite him back. I was going to say that. He's going to fucking bite him in bones. <laughs> uh, you want a hell of a gerbil circus. It would be a good one for the circus. It was a foot tall gerbil. <laughs> so per Casey's er, request, I also have a raccoon fact. Oh, man. All the facts. There was a White House raccoon. In what? 1926, President Calvage Coolidge refused to yeah, kill a raccoon met for dinner and instead adopted it as a pet and named her Rebecca. Sounds like a pet. We're going to eat it for dinner? Yes. Okay, that's a good fact. That's like kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for food, honestly. I don't think... Is is that normal? Do people well, eat raccoons? the 1920s. I was going to say, yeah, that's the 20s. That's like everybody. They, they ate raccoons right? in the 20s? I don't yeah, know. Great if, Depression, like, motherfucker. They were eating anything they could if it was humans. That was, was the 30s. I was still You're right. My bad. And there was still a bunch of people then eating ass. Mm hmm. That's a good point. Well, alrighty, boys. Where can we find you on social media and where can they expect to see some new things from you? Uh, Instagram. Trail Trash, there's two underscores between the names. So Trail underscore underscore Trash. Facebook, Trail Trash. YouTube, Trail Trash. We have a TikTok that we're not super active on, but also Trail Trash. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, boys, for coming on. I really appreciate that. You guys killed it. And when is the meet and beat? So anybody who's listening who's interested can go and check it out. May 5th, 6th, and 7th. So bring, you, uh, bring your beating pants. Come around. Right.
Oh yeah, chat. boys. Oh boy. You're <laughs> really getting into it. <laughs> I will also be there on the first day of it, and if you come by and see me, I'll give you a shot of shine. Hell yeah, and if you go see Graham, he'll have some stickers. I might right, drop them out the side of the Jeep and lose them first day, but we'll try not to. <laughs> well, thank you, boys, for coming on. We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody for listening. And on that note, on who wants that to take note, I'll take it away. Come see your cheese heads, your shiners, and if you're going to beat it, beat it in the woods. Boom. Good shit.